Hello, everyone out there. Welcome to uh, Rob and Tom's Takes. Uh, doing this one solo today. Uh, Rob, um, we planned on doing the show a few days ago. We uh, got some great Permanis food in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Came back with full intentions to do this show. I uh, ended up going through uh, some sports cards and memorabilia um, stuff that I uh, wanted to show him. And um, long story short, we did not get to do this show. So um, instead, um, I thought I'd maybe go on today and kind of do a solo show, just kind of um, basically um, talking about the Steelers kind of I don't know if you'd call it drama news whatever towards the end of the season with uh, Deontay Johnson um, talk about the playoff games remaining what's already been played just kind of a little uh, little uh, sign that you know we're, we're still alive here uh, just been busy with the holiday season so I'm going to start off with um, the whole Deontay Johnson thing um, don't think it's surprising to anybody that he was uh, a little frustrated with um, probably the 2022 season. Um, set a record for most receptions without a touchdown. Uh, he did have the two-point conversion in the uh, game against the Browns, so he did see a little bit of end zone action. But uh, overall, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say it was a very disappointing season for him. Um that being said, I think um, if you watch any of the games, uh, the frustrations could probably be on the player and the team in some way. Um, I feel like they tried to really force the ball to him at times. And um, I also think he just sometimes did not make the most of his targets. Um, drops. Um, there was the fumble. Yes, or I'm sorry, the game last week where he um, kind of got bailed out that, you know, he didn't make the catch, so it ended up not being a fumble, but um, just not a good season for him. And then fast forward a couple of days and the story breaks that he quit following the Steelers. He, um, you know, his profile had no trace of the Steelers again I guess posts were deleted um I've seen reports that you know there's nothing to nothing to make out of this um that it's just I, I guess a way to get attention I have no clue why you would want to do this but um regardless it, it has been done my take on it is I'm really hoping he wants to be traded. I'm hoping that maybe he thinks he can do better elsewhere, which he might, you know, fit into another system better. I, I don't know, but um, I think if you have him wanting to get out, I say look for somebody who would be willing to trade for him and send him off his way. I, I don't think it's a um, – I don't think it would be detrimental to the team. And I think you have options next year at wide receiver that could help you out. Um, also that contract, I, 
from what I've seen, I don't think the Steelers are going to get the return on investment that they initially hoped. Um, but yeah, so I, the Deontay Johnson thing, I, I think it's definitely going to be something I'm going to keep an eye on this off season because I, I think there almost has to be some type of frustration on both parties in that. And maybe the way to defuse that is for him to move on. And, you know, Steelers said, I'd like to see him get maybe a second round, uh, draft pick out of him. That would be nice. Um, you might not get it for this year, but maybe next year. Um, but yeah, so that's the Deontay Johnson thing. Also, another player I saw Devin Bush tweeted out about playing for a coach that had played in the NFL. I think he could be playing for uh, Vince Lombardi, and uh, we'd still see the Devin Bush we see every Sunday, or lack thereof. Um, can't wait for that guy to not be a Steeler and. I'm just, I think he got five snaps each of the last two games. That's, uh, that's about as pathetic as it gets when you were, um, a first round draft pick that your team traded up for. So, uh, Devin Bush, see you later. Um, not too concerned about where he goes because I think anywhere he goes, he will prove yet again that he was a draft bust. So moving on, we had two games yesterday. Uh was really pulling for Seattle with Geno Smith just because uh, close to West Virginia here. And uh, just a good story overall just really shows that, uh, you know, if somebody's willing to put the work in and uh, stay dedicated, that it, sometimes things work out. And um, Geno Smith, perfect example. Um Hopefully, that's not the last we hear of him. Seattle, I mean, I don't know what their plans are moving forward. Don't know if they're going to try to sign somebody in the offseason. I mean, there are going to be some names available. Derek Carr is one that pops in my head that if I was a team meeting a quarterback, I would definitely uh, see what the price is for him. Tannehill will also be out there, and I think he's a serviceable quarterback. The... um the league's going to be very interesting this offseason just with those quarterbacks moving around. But hopefully Geno Smith uh, finds a place where he's going to be a starter if it's not, you know, Seattle next year. And hopefully we see uh, some more of him. But, uh, yeah, Seattle, um, it was a close game. And then San Francisco showed why I think they're going to be um, probably in the Super Bowl. Uh, that's just my – I, I, I like San Francisco a lot just with the talent they have and uh, Brock Purdy, great story. I It's funny because you get – usually you have one team where you're like, okay, like they have the good story of the season and you know maybe you pull for them. But both of them have great stories in my opinion and Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, and Geno Smith, really a guy that if I would have asked somebody, say, a year ago, where does Geno Smith play – probably most people would say, Oh, I didn't even know he was still in the league. So, uh, two great stories there, but yeah, Brock Purdy, um, that's my new, uh, that's the team I'm probably pulling for in the NFC. Um, as for the AFC, uh, what a game, um, chargers. I was watching that game. It was 27, seven at halftime. And I just thought, 
well, I I thought there'd be a little more of a game here, but um, Rob and I were texting back and forth, and Jacksonville was his team that he thought you know could make some noise in the playoffs that you know people really are kind of counting out early. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, I texted him and said, uh, he said that was my sleeper pick, Jacksonville. I said, well, they haven't woken up yet. Well, second half they woke up, and um, yeah, it was just impressive. I. Doug Peterson, I've always been a fan of, uh, even when he was in Philadelphia and people were, you know, unhappy with him uh, a couple years after the Super Bowl run. I, I just think he's a solid coach. I, I really do. I think he uh, does it the right way. He is an offensive mastermind. I like the uh, fourth and inches call he had with the three backs in the backfield in the very tight formation, very I, I'm just a big Doug Peterson fan. I've always liked how he coaches, how he handles his teams. And Jacksonville pulls it off 31-30. And um, Justin Herbert, a couple years now that it's been, uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see with him. Um, it's just one of those things I feel like it's, it's a tough decision to make when you're up by that large of a lead. Do you play conservative and try to hold on to that lead, or do you just put the hammer down, finish them off? And I, I don't know if it was just very conservative play calling on defense. It allowed a lot of yards, and then you know you get into a situation where okay, let's just give underneath routes, give underneath routes, give underneath routes, and eventually it comes back to bite you but 31 30 uh jacksonville so congrats to them on uh a big playoff win i i would think that the last time they won a playoff game was when they humiliated the steelers sounds about right um but yeah I, i'm anxious to see uh what they can do in the next round now today's games um bills and dolphins i'm really uh I can't see a world where the Dolphins uh, win, but you know, you never know in the NFL who shows up to play and who doesn't. Uh, but I had tweeted out earlier on our uh, Twitter that was just created today. Um, it's at best underscore sports pod. So if you can follow that and um, you know, if you want to tweet at us, whatever next show, I'll read through everything and you know, if you have any discussion points, we'll read them and discuss them and whatnot. But um, my pick that I had tweeted out for that game, 35-10 Dolphins. Um, I just think the Bills, it, it's going to be it's going to be a very convincing 35-10. Um, but really wishing the Steelers were in it. I mean, it. Uh, I was at the game last Sunday, and uh, great game. I mean, they played very well, and it was just – so odd to see a Steelers win be so uh, quiet in terms of like the fan base. It was just like walking out and we stayed, you know, till the very end just cause we wanted to kind of see what happened with the dolphins game and whatnot. And um, yeah, it was just very quiet and um, upsetting, honestly, because Steelers looked like a team that could do some damage and, do I think they would have beat the Bills? No, but uh, 
I would have liked to see him try. I, I really would. I, I liked what they were working up. I thought uh, the offense was really clicking. I thought the defense was just playing out of their mind, uh, especially against the Browns. I mean, Deshaun Watson could not – I mean, he had some plays, and I, I you can't take that away from him. But, I mean, overall, the Steelers just had his number, uh, especially with the um, – I think they had seven sacks in total. So, I mean, it just, that's a tough day to be a quarterback. But anyway, uh, 35-10, Bills. Next, Vikings over Giants is what I have. Um, Vikings, I've always been a Kirk Cousins fan, but also I'm a Saquon Barkley fan. So it becomes a, uh, you know, split decision on who I'm pulling for. But um, I think the Vikings pull it off uh, 28-23. Bengals-Ravens, uh, two teams I've watched a lot, um, particularly when they play the Steelers, but also, you know, I like to watch games that are in the division of the Steelers just to see, you know, how the division stacks up to the league as a whole. Um, lower scoring game in terms of today's NFL, I guess, um, but I have Bengals over Ravens 24-7. Um Joe Burrow, I, I, I think that's a name we're going to hear for years to come. I mean, he's just, he's just a good quarterback. I mean, he just has, he just has that it factor to where he wins games. Uh, Ravens not having Lamar Jackson also hurts them. Um, yeah, not much to say there. I'm thinking 24 seven Bengals. I, I think it's a, I don't think it ever looks like a close game after the first quarter. Uh, the Monday night game, that's the toughest one for me. It's hard to go against Tom Brady and Cowboys do not do well in playoffs. I don't know how else to say it. Maybe um, I like dogging on them because I'm a Steeler fan, but um, I have Bucks over Cowboys 17-14. Uh, close game. I think the Cowboys defense uh, limits the Bucks, but I mean, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, and Tom Brady likes to win playoff games. So when you have one guy on a team that is known to win playoff games and a franchise that's known to lose them in the past twenty years, I'm gonna go with the guy that is known to win them. But um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, also, um, talking about the Steelers real quick, I did see a tweet um, that referenced Jerry Dulac uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he's an insider that um, Matt Canada is likely back um, for next season as offensive coordinator. I don't hate the idea. I, um, I'm not going to say I think Matt Canada is an uh, offensive mastermind you know, best in the NFL. I'm not going to go that far, but I don't, I'd, I'd like to see him have one more year um, with Kenny in his second year with Pickens, hopefully being the number one target. Um, Najee being healthy, um, having that offensive line. I, the offensive line to me is very serviceable, but um I'd like to see him have one more year, especially if they can add a couple pieces uh, to the offensive line, whatnot. Not Fryermuth, 
uh, injury does not need surgery that he sustained last week. So that's great news. So you'll have him in all likelihood uh, beginning of next season. So, I mean, I, as much as people don't like Canada, I think that he, um, I think that he might have a good year next year and I'd rather see him try one more year. And if it doesn't work out, doesn't work out then bringing in somebody new and potentially just throwing away a season, trying to change the offense. But um, yeah, we'll see who the Steelers bring back in the off season as well. I mean, I've seen people go back and forth on bringing back Spillane Derek Watt, um, nobody's, there's only one way about Devin Bush and it's don't bring him back, but he's on that list. Um, you got miles Jack. I mean, thing is, I, I think that the team that they had was, I'd say about three players away from really being able to do some damage. Um, and that's a lot more than it sounds like, but I mean, they tied the league for most, or I, I, I believe they led the league this year for most interceptions by a defense. I mean, the defense, they give up a ton of yards, but they don't give up a ton of points. So I, the defense I think is solid. And I think you add a middle linebacker in there and it'll really, uh, be a game changer for them in terms of outcomes to games. Um, offensive side, if they can add, you know, one or two linemen to the mix, yeah, that wouldn't hurt. I'd like to see him get a wide receiver um, either through free agency or in the draft. Um, I've, I've heard them trying to go for cornerback, especially Joey Porter's son, Joey Porter Jr., um, but who knows? I mean, and the nice thing is essentially they have two first round picks. They have the, um, 18th overall. And then technically it's the second round was the 32nd pick in the second round due to the, uh, dolphins getting in, uh, some trouble and losing their pick. So, I mean, I think that, um, next year should be a good year. And I, I want to be cautious in saying that because we've seen good teams under Tomlin that um, underwhelm after seeing them play a season, particularly when you had Ben Brown and um, Le'Veon. But we'll see. Uh, I I have seen the reports that some people think that Tomlin should be coach of the year. I. I, he might be coach of half of the year, but I, I mean, I think you can't discredit the first half a year that was terrible, including losing to the Jets with uh, Zach Wilson at quarterback. That guy, you want to talk about just a rough go at it this year. He's he's really probably hoping something changes for the better for his career because it it just has been ugly for Zach Wilson. But regardless, he beat the Steelers and. Um, Tomlin has to have that on his resume as well as the um, ending to the season. So switching gears a little bit, um, just want to touch on uh, the news that Andrew McCutcheon's coming back to the Pirates. Um, I was definitely excited about that. I'm a big McCutcheon fan. I think on the field, you know, he has the accolades, he has the stats, but 
off the field, I just, I, I just think he's a very good man. And I feel that he is very good for Pittsburgh. I, I, it's going to be very nice to have a face like that on the pirates. That is just, he's a face of your franchise. And I, I know, I know you're getting an older Andrew McCutcheon, but it's going to be awesome this year with him having chances at, uh, 300 home runs, 2000 career hits. Um, it's just, I'm looking forward to this year and, you know, call me a sucker, but I'm going to be in the stands a lot more this year than I probably was going to be just because I want to watch him. I want to see this might be his last year and I'm hoping it's, uh, it's a send off that, you know, is deserving of a player like him. I think they're going to have a decent team next year in terms of uh, comparing to last year. I think uh, around 500 would be awesome, and I think it's obtainable. But um, we'll see. Regardless, I'm very excited about uh, Kutch coming back, and um, hopefully uh, he can bring some of that success from the earlier years, Um, just that mentality and just that professionalism. I I just can't say enough about how Andrew McCutcheon carries himself as a person, but um, yeah, we'll see. I'm very excited about it. And uh, I I hope it helps the franchise kind of turn a corner because the past couple of years have just been, uh, it's been horrendous. I I don't know how else to say it. It's been, um, it's been tough to watch. It's, um, it's sad because I I remember and wasn't too long ago, but it's longer than if it, it feels like sometimes that, I mean, those teams with like Russell Martin, McCutcheon, um, you know, Marte, Neil Walker, those guys, it was just, it was just a different feel. And it was a good time, um, in Pittsburgh sports, just like, I don't know the excitement when the pirates are good. It's just a different kind of excitement. I mean, I know like when the Steelers are good, you know, fans are all excited about, but it's just different with pirates baseball when the city's excited and showing up for games. And it's just those night games on those nice, uh, summer evenings. It's just nothing beats it. So I'm hoping that we can get that in the next couple years. And Brian Reynolds, I'm thinking he's going to be dealt, uh, soon if not soon then probably by i don't know i'd say a couple weeks into the season at most but um i I like brian reynolds i have nothing you know against him solid ball player but i think moving him for prospects to a team that's willing to overpay for him in terms of trade capital i say go ahead and do it um, this team's not going to win the World Series next year, and I don't think you. I don't think you lose more than you gain by trading him in terms of like what you can get with prospects. I mean, teams are hot on him, especially like the Yankees. I mean, they want him, so I say we, uh, you know, kind of keep a watch on that and see. If a team's willing to pull the trigger, I say Pirates do it. And, uh, you know, I, I know you can only kick the can down the road so much saying, well, next year will be our year or, you know, two years from now is when the prospects come up. But I, I think in this situation, it would be worth dealing him and getting, you know, some prospects. And, 
you know, see what happens. But yeah, this team, I, I'd like to see him be around 500. And I think, I think it's doable. Uh, pitching still concerns me, but we'll see. We'll see how the cards fall. Usually you get, you know, one or two guys that surprise you, but that was an episode of Rob and Tom's takes. Thanks for tuning in.